The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Rotten to the Core Wednesday on Sons of Liberty. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the show, please head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and you can scroll down right there on the right. We're going live right now. You can also catch that show later on this afternoon at 3 p.m. with Bradley. Uh, you can catch that live feed also on my Twitter account, FPPTim, my Periscope account at Setting Brush Fires, Twitch, um, we're on over there as well, Setting Brush Fires. And our Facebook is Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com, we're on the front page right there right now. And also DLive.tv. Appreciate you guys over there. I didn't even know <clears throat> some people had been donating at DLive. We appreciate that very much. Thank you. That helps us cover some costs. And also Spreely, Gap, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life. If you want to catch our articles, if you're on other social media uh, networks, you'd like to check us out Sons of Liberty and Sons of Liberty Media. If you'd like to call in any time, the phone lines are open, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. You know, I know we've lost a lot of people for our criticism of the Trump administration, <clears throat> and sadly, those people do not want to engage with the facts, the documents, the videos, the statements, or anything else. And, you know, I, I'm not out to make enemies. I've told you guys over and over, I'd like for people... To be our friends, I'd like for us all to be on the same side because we should be on the side of the law. And when we point to the law, that should be the end of it. That should be the end of the discussion. doesn't matter if a D's on a jersey, an R's on a jersey, or whoever is whatever. Uh, that's where we should be united is around the law. And the law that we point to is the Bible and the Constitution. And so if we, we point to that and you're in disagreement of that, well, then... I don't see how that makes you any different than those you complain about, okay? I'm just, just saying. With that said, uh, it's Rotten to the Core Wednesday, and as always, my co-host is the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. And Lynn's joining us by video, by the way. Uh, I've got up for her to uh, to unmute. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Well, I'm glad that you're able to that we're able to get some video uh, with you. We tried that before when we were having a little trouble uh, with the sound and everything else, and now the sound sounds good. Um, the video looks pretty good there, 
And uh, so what do you got for us today, Lynn? We're, we're talking about uh, the fact that um, you're, you're bringing in the topic of supranaturalism, or nationalism, not naturalism, <laughs> supranationalism. It's the reason the U.S. is blurring the lines for alignment to the United Nations agenda. What's that all about? Well, if you want to start there, um, that was from an article that Investopedia put out, and it was saying, you know, here's why supranationalism, supra, it's supranationalism is such a great thing is because as a collective organization with many nations, instead of a nation being able to take care of its own business, make its own government, make its own legislation, uh, policies, that sort of thing, that all these other nations could come in and help them make those decisions. And that's a lot of what we're seeing with the alignment to the United Nations and their regionalism. And we've talked about this through education. We've talked about it through workforce. We've talked about it through the USMCA, uh, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. We've talked about how all this intersects education and marries it up to jobs for the economy's sake, not for a person's betterment. Now, Lynn, let me ask you a question here because I, I see something here that maybe I hadn't thought about before. Okay. You, Everybody remembers when Bill Clinton made that statement, that famous, that infamous statement, if we will, it's mm-hmm. the economy, stupid. And since that time, we've gotten away from moral and character and things of that nature. It, actually, we've been doing it before that because we put Bill Clinton in. Uh, but uh, th- we've gotten away from more of the the character qualities, which is what Scripture points to for those who are in authority in the church, whether it be a bishop, an elder, or a deacon. We've moved away from that in the issue on um, the presidency, on Congress, and all the other. And now it's about the economy. It's about jobs. And I see the switch there. We've gone from uh, a God-centered focus of who we put in power, okay, about their character, and what we've done is we've gone to a Marxist approach about economy, about jobs. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, but neither the president nor Congress creates jobs, and neither one of them actually deal with the economy. Now, they do, th- they do things that actually work with the economy, no question about that, with taxation and stuff like this. But they don't, they're not the ones who determine economy. They're not the ones who determine jobs. They don't create any of that. And so I see a real disconnect there, and now we're coming in with uh, things like this United Nations uh, agenda to form a communist workforce, which we've been covering for some time now. You've been covering it a lot longer than you've been on the show. Uh, is that that far off base here? No, uh-uh. And let's remember, this can also tie back to those no-hide laws that started well before Clinton was in office, because uh, when you shift your morals, like those no hide laws did here in the United States, and they become supposedly the foundation for which education is laid upon, and you've skewed that, then you're going to skew everything else that is a product of education. And let's see how the Common Core machine has spun that, is that because you're well-educated, you can go be successful. You can be a good uh you could be a good player in the national economy game. You can, you know, help prop up your state. Not anything about, okay, you're going to be someone who knows how to think, how to read, how to write, how to spell. It's going to be, no, here's what you're going to do. And these are the 
these are the outcomes, and we've covered this before. Anytime the government uses that word outcomes, it means what they prescribe for you and your life to be, not the free will that God gave you for you to go out and do what he has gifted you with. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay, so let's get to this because a lot of this stuff, it's not that you're giving people in many in many ways anything new. I mean, you're giving them the same thing over and over and over. It's just the enemy is repackaging it in a different way, but it's still the same old garbage that they've been selling the American people and the world for that matter for quite a while. You want to you want to tell people what you've got in this latest uh, article of yours called Blurring Lines? we do that did you want to mention that usmca article from sons of liberty i can do that uh let me uh let me swap over there because i think this is the and and people you can do your own research on this this was done by publius holda this was back in january i also followed up with her she got up really early in the morning uh to be with me and um uh, talk about this, as well as the the ties with the gun, uh, the red flag gun laws and things of this nature. But this is a pretty detailed article on the issue of how the USMCA, which was not pushed by Bush, it wasn't pushed by Clinton, it wasn't pushed by Obama, it was pushed by Donald Trump. Okay, you, you people need to understand this, and this this right here is one of the clearest examples that the though you think there's a difference in this president it's still the puppet of the globalist that's this is what's going on and <clears throat> this sets up a foothold in global government and it, people think well if it's not under everybody then it's not global government that's not true their idea is to establish regions so that they can control them if I'm not mistaken, there's like 10 regions. I may be wrong in that. There's like 10 regions of the world, and they want to combine them together. Well, this is one, U.S., Canada, and Mexico. And this sets up things that supersedes the authority that America has under our Constitution. For instance, tariffs are one of the issues. And again, you can go through the article. You can see some of the language that Publius has brought out. And we, you know, she points out what we delegated to our representatives and the federal government. And what they have done through the USMCA is they have usurped that, and they've said, oh, okay, we're going to take those that you delegated to us, and we're going to establish a sort of parliamentary government over the U.S., Mexico. I don't know why this thing keeps doing that. I'm going to have to shut off uh, whatever this is, uh, Telegram. Um, So you're going to have to take and uh, we're going to pass this on to a body above the three countries, including tariffs and things of this nature. And you'll see, she she cites our Constitution, Article, Section, and Clause. And if you have a problem with that, folks, then then refute it with the facts here. So she does that. She talks about the issue of monies, okay, that are here, the issue of tariffs. Those are, those are things that Congress does, not an outside body, not the presidency. And so when this is why I made a big deal over Donald Trump when he was saying, I'm going to impose tariffs on Mexico. Okay, you don't have the authority to do that. We gave authority to Congress for that. So this is this is one of the things I just want to make mention of that because the things that you were talking about, Lynn, there's no question in my mind 
that what's going on here is our sovereignty is being eroded while we're being told we're preserving our sovereignty. We're being patriotic. We're doing this, that, and the other. But this administration is pushing things like this. They're pushing their education agenda, which is the United Nations as well. It's not anything to do with America first, though they couch it in that language. When you pull back the curtain and when you do the things that you've done to show the people, that's not what they're doing at all. They're actually selling America out And as uh, one man has said, Donald Trump is the P.T. Barnum of the 20th century and the 21st century in the White House now, uh, who is the promoter of that. He's I mean, I could play the video over and over and over where the bankers are saying this. Uh, They bought him out a long time ago, folks, and he's doing that. You're just not paying attention to what's going on. Lynn? Yeah, and since this is Rotten to the Core Wednesday, if anyone wants to go back on my blog, it's commoncordiva.com, type in USMCA, you're going to find at least two pages worth of articles on how I was able to go in through the USMCA agreement and find out all the ways that this is going to use education as a widget against us, believe it or not, Tim, so people can find that out. But as far as today's article goes, it's all about non-government organizations like the National Science Foundation who are coming up with ways to incentivize nonprofits and states to promote what's known as informal STEM. Now, informal STEM is informal learning, like in community settings, uh, after-school programs, museum events, library um, uh, story times, uh, homeschool curriculum, private school curriculum, um, all those sorts of things that hit our public schools for STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math, are now they're now coming in and finding ways to infiltrate not only uh, anywhere outside of formal education, which would be schools and classrooms from K all the way to adult, actually pre-K all the way to adult, but how to do this in your community as well. And uh, it was very disturbing because this is going to bring up from the National Science Foundation, there's a new round of grants, Tim, to, do, to infiltrate more and more places with this informal STEM, uh, $31 million. $31 million bucks, eh? Let's uh yeah. l- let's take a look because this is uh these are some images that um, Lynn has sent us and I don't know why. Yeah, this thing... we've, okay, now let's hang on, hang on. Okay, now yep. if you'll see that right there. Okay, you want to blow it back up again. <laughs> yeah, I, I blew it up too big and so the... I know, I know. It, Whoa, it's that's really big. <laughs> okay. If all you get to see is just the flower, notice the roots says what? United Nations. Yep. Then up up the stem, it goes education, and then what's at the top? You are part of the what? Yeah, you're part of the workforce. You're 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 Winston Smith in 1984. You're the worker down there. Just keep your head down. Let we'll tell you what to do. We'll tell you what you can think and what you can't think. What you can feel and what you can't feel. And uh, don't worry about anything. We we have your best interests at heart. Now I have gotten. You talk about um, some of the the throwback you've gotten or that we've all gotten because of, you know, the things that we're, we're speaking out on, especially about this current administration. I have been called every name in the book and uh, I've had people uh, stop following my research because I have been bold enough to say 
that this STEM is a marketing tool from the United Nations pumped through the National Science Foundation. And where it landed, and we've talked about this so many times, Tim, where it landed was in a 2010 presidential report that was handed to Obama. It was one of the first two documents he was ever handed once he got into office. And one of them was this PCAST report, which is the President's Council um, for the Advancement of Science and Technology, I think it is. Point of it is, if in that particular document, it was saying, and we've talked about this several, several times, that we needed to have STEM education for STEM people so that they could get STEM jobs for STEM economy to become a STEM nation for a greater global good. And this uh, informal grant program that the NSF has now come up with, and re let's remember, because it's a non-government organization, it is taxpayer funded as well as corporate funded, it's now very, very evident that this circle that was surrounding Common Core that had the STEM, okay, all rooted in the United Nations, it was not supposed to stay just for public school. It's supposed to go everywhere. And we've talked about this so many times. And so many people want to say, well, you just don't know what you're doing. You just don't like this person, that person, the other person. I've said on air, and I'll say it again, I don't give a rat's bottom who is in leadership. If they're backing this kind of stuff up from a local, state, or federal level, they're just unconstitutional, and they're wrong, and they're traitors. Well, that's exactly it. And, you know, I want to say, Wanda, I'm not – take the tone that I just made my comment to you with in the, the way it's meant – they, they they are engaged in treason, and this is why I tell people, when you come to vote, there should, you know, I, I say that people should ask, do the do these people, they don't have debates anymore, they have sound bites, they give somebody two minutes to say something, and the other guy a minute to respond, okay, a rebut, that's not a debate, that doesn't get into the ideology and the intricacies of how you correct things that are unconstitutional. That just gives you something that makes you feel good about whoever you're going to vote for. They don't have to explain themselves. They don't have to show you a plan. They don't have to talk about how this works with that and the logic behind it. None of them have to do it. Trump doesn't have to do it. Biden doesn't have to do it. Any, many of the other candidates that have been on stage that you've seen don't have to do it. But you go to an, uh, an issue like we had where we interviewed a Constitution Party guy for governor and also for uh, president, the, uh, Don Blankenship that we had on. And we asked them questions to where we give them time to explain, this is what I think, this is what the Constitution says, this is how I would uphold that. Um, <clears throat> you don't see that in debates. We used to have that, you know, hundreds of years, more than 170 years ago, that's for sure, uh, around the time of Lincoln. That was about the last real one that we had. And so... <clears throat> They don't have to explain themselves, Lynn, and so they can come in with little nice-sounding sound bites. Doesn't matter what political jersey they're wearing, and they garner, they garner the vote when they couldn't even tell you the first ten amendments to the Bill of Rights in the Constitution. They couldn't tell you the first. They couldn't tell you the Ten Commandments, and yet they're expected to uphold both before the people and before God. Um, it, and then they go right in and look. Let me say this. This isn't just about Trump. You just mentioned Obama. And who was vice president under Obama? Joe Biden. Joe Biden will come in and he will push the same agenda as Donald Trump if he gets in the White House, folks. It's not going to be any different agenda. It's going to be the same one concerning this, right? Absolutely. 
exactly. And, you know, I've, I've said that um, back, I think it was in 2019, Tim, I did a four or five part series on all the candidates at that point from the mainstream parties who were vying for office or thinking about vying for the presidential office. And I pointed out many of the status quo agenda items that we've gone over and they were on both sides. So no one will ever convince me that there are two different parties because they're, they're not. And, you know, I'll go on record and say, I don't care if you reelect Trump or you elect Biden, it's not going to change education one bit. No, it's not because they, they have the same masters who are pushing their agenda and these guys are a part of that. Now, Lynn, um, yes. it has just got me. Matthew just made mention of a couple of uh, third-party candidates. I'm, I'm thinking, boy, if we could reach out to these guys and organize it mm-hmm. uh, some way. And I don't know if Zoom will allow me. They told me they had taken off my um, limitations of people and time. So, But then we tried it a week later, and somebody kept popping in to test it. And the problem was it was cutting us off in time. But if we could bring on a third-party thing where we could have three or four people from different third parties. I'd like people to hear the difference. Just hear the difference, whether you support them or not. Just hear the difference of what things would be when they're challenged to answer real questions about the Constitution and whether or not they're actually sticking to the Constitution or not. I I mean, I'd like for people to hear that because I think, as well as you have said earlier, if you have a presidential candidate, if you have a congressman or senator who supports the United Nations in any way, shape, or form, in the least bit, they are they are giving you a hint that they are willing to sell you out on one level or another to the United Nations. There's just no question about it. Right, right. Okay. As far as this informal STEM grant, if you'll go to that second image, I want folks to see how this ties to the Every Student Succeeds Act. Okay. All right. If you'll see, they've got a um, advancing informal STEM learning, and it's, of course, got an acronym, which is AISL. All right. Every Student Succeeds Act mandated more STEM. All right. It also mandated regional specific education assessments and learning. And what are we seeing happen now? Regionalism is cropping up. This was part of the reason why. Every Student Succeeds Act plugged that in. Now, how did Every, stu- uh, Every Student Succeeds Act implement more STEM? It wanted to create a STEM master teaching core of at least 100,000 STEM teachers across the nation and accessible to every type of educational choice. Again, formal learning and informal learning, Okay. Now, if you want to show folks how they can access their state information on this informal STEM, if you'll go to that next image, this is an example of North Carolina, which is where I I happen to live, okay? And then we can show the folks the the website if you want. Okay, um, you'll notice this one says, all right, how much has been awarded to your state? Now, for example... North Carolina's gotten $12 million. Well, well, where did that $12 million go? It went to every major public university as well as Duke University, which is a private university. But here's the thing, okay? You could say, well, those are all higher education schools. But, and that's right, but look at how many of the programs 
that these higher education institutions put out there, Tim, that are accessible not only to K through 12 education, and let's not forget that they were now seeing partnerships between universities and K through 12 systems that reach out to the community because they're afraid that nobody is going to be educated enough. So now we have to create these pipelines, if you will, and I hate using that word, between higher education and um, K through 12 because we have to have that seamless transition that we've heard the Common Core Machine talk about. So. Yeah, that's where the money went. Okay, so if you want to switch over to the live website, Tim, let's show them how um, how they can find that information about their state. Now, not every state has informal STEM just yet. No, it's not that one. It's the, um, hang on, it's the resource number two. Okay, so if you, there, okay, that's the picture. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, which one am I? Well, that was the picture. <laughs> okay, that was the... go to your resources for the audience and right. look for item number two. All right, here okay. we go. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, you see California all in green. Then you see a lot of other states. All right. If you'll scroll over, you can show folks that the different dollar amounts will come up for the states. Now, not every state has been given money yet. Okay. But it's coming. It's absolutely coming. And that's what this $31 million is supposed to help do. Okay. And yeah, you can per state find out where that informal STEM money is going. And then I bet you if you go and look at all your different um, places that it lands, you could find out what type of community programs or services that I'm talking about. Because this is not just educational programming. This is educational services or anything that connects the two together. Well, anything let, let, that deals Let's make, let's make let's make a comment about that because I did the I did the show on uh, Monday, and mm -hmm. one of the things in the afternoon, one of the things that I talked about with President Trump's statement about the 1776 education, and I, I tried to let people know, look, this is unconstitutional. It's also unlawful beyond that because there's there are st uh, statutes, U.S. statutes, mm -hmm. and we've talked about this. What is it, U.S. Code? Twenty one two six two a thank you that one um, that says they're not supposed to engage in funding of education they're not supposed right. to engage in anything to do with education it is look it isn't just Trump guys I, I'm not just picking on I'm just telling you he's no different than the guys before him when it comes to this stuff he is funding it he is promoting it. He is advancing it. He is giving you language that you like to hear, but he is acting unconstitutionally. There is no uh, authority to the presidency to be involved in education. There's no authority for the Congress to do that. There's this U.S. code. And again, I had that in the, the links. I'll put it up. I'll bring it up again and put it in the archives today so you can read it for yourself. You can go check it out. I'm not making stuff up to pick on Trump. I'm saying he's continuing to do the same things the guys before him have done. And if you're going to put your head in the sand and say, well, his good outweighs the bad, you must be one of those people who think that when you get to judgment day, you're going to stand before God and say, hey, look at all the good I did. And he goes, well, wait a minute, look at all these laws you broke. And it's the same thing here. If he's doing yep. his job, he's just doing his job. But if he's breaking the law, that's a problem. And we have to call that out. That's what the press is supposed to be for, Lynn. And uh, I'm glad that you sh you're showing us. All of this money has to be approved, one, by Congress. It has to be uh, in, a le in a bill. And then, two, that bill has to be signed by the president. So you people who are saying, 
you don't know what you're talking about. The Congress controls the person. Yeah, but they have to send that bill to the president for a signature so that they can actually spend that money. And if, if he signs it, he's on board with it. If it's, if he didn't look at it to see what's in it and he disagrees with it and he, he says, oh, I shouldn't have signed that. Well, it's too late after he signed it. We can't fix that. It's the same thing with his funding of Planned Parenthood and other things like this. I don't want to get off on a tangent there, but this is, this is, our constitu- this is how our constitutional uh, government is supposed to work. And Lynn, he, I mean, he's obviously authorized a lot, uh, boy, I mean, millions of dollars, tens of hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars, actually, to the let states to advance yeah, this. Let me, I'm sorry, let me point out one thing, though, okay? This is just one round of grants, okay? We're fixing to talk about another round, all right? But if you go do a search, um on the White House website for STEM, you're going to find executive orders. You're going to find all kinds of things that our president and this administration absolutely love STEM. And um, they're not the only administration that, that does. But the point of it is, is if you look at the Every Student Succeeds Act with the amount of funding that was supposed to go for the, the, um, the STEM teaching core, if you go and look at the line item budgets for the United States for anything that has to do with the STEM affinity network or any of the related entities with that, you're going to find that we're talking multi-billion dollars are being thrown at STEM to make that uh, PCAST report section literally come to life. Okay. All right. All right. What else, what is the next thing that we're going to here? If you will go to that next document, it's the one where it was the nonprofit groups. Um, it was underneath the, um, let's see, it was in the email where it says, we'll show how the uh, National Science Foundation is calling for nonprofit groups to get STEM into communities for regional sustainability. Okay. And then the link is right there. All right. Okay, if you'll go to that. Okay. Yep, this is where now not only are you going to see uh, corporations come in, Okay. Those other grants and okay, Lynn, we lost you there for a second. Go into those other grants. This is you. Who's some of those? Okay, all right. Sorry about that. Um, let's see here. What was I saying? Okay, this is targeting our nonprofit groups. So, whereas the National Science Foundation has pulled in corporations and taxpayer funding for this, is now going to say, okay, we're going to entice all those nonprofits. Now, let's think about some of the nonprofits, though, Tim. Think about the uh, nonprofits that are tied to the Planned Parenthood, the Black Lives Matter, the After School Satan Clubs, the um, <clears throat> the Guile Worship, the um, um, Oh goodness, I'm struggling here. Help me out. Um, you know which groups I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we can start talking about uh, the Drag Queen Story Hours. I'm sure that somewhere along the way they're getting some funding too. But no, I get it. Any yeah. of this, the point is, is that any of this stuff that's being funded by the federal government is unconstitutional and is unlawful. And it doesn't matter how good the intentions are. We all know the road to hell is paved with those. The fact of the matter is the law says, no, you can't do this. And yet this administration continues what previous administrations have done in the area of the United Nations agenda as far as education. They keep pushing it. And, you know, 
this is this is what would turn our country around if the people who have idolized Donald Trump would idolize and I don't say idolize that shouldn't be the word worship God and honor the law if they would do that we would see a real change in America but we're not going to see that as long as people keep doing that we continue to fund the same thing Lynn we we tend to be a lawless people who just say Oh, the heck with the law. Somebody else done it. Obama did it. You know, uh, Bill Clinton did it. George W. Bush did it. So this makes it okay. And they don't realize that they have become the very thing that they're complaining about. And I, I, I just, I don't know how to help people see that so that we can actually fix, not chant, we won. What did you win? You won a seat in the White House and the Congress or the Senate, but you lost your liberties in the process, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, frankly, we're not going to win everybody, and we know that. All we can do is be consistent and help those who have uh, seen what we're discovering and um, hope that uh, hope and pray that uh, they will be able to maybe go and influence someone else to see this. If you go to that fourth image, I want folks to see, we've been talking about the regional sustainability. This is a tool, and this is a screenshot from this tool, okay? And what this particular tool does is it measures wherever you live the uh, status of the alignment to the sustainable development goals per region, and let's figure this out because, yes, the United States, Mexico, and Canada are the North American uh, region in the United Nations. I believe it's uh, region number 46 or 48. Um, I don't know. We'd have to look that up. But anyway, one of it is, is you can uh, see that that's a region, but then the states are going to be sub-regions. Okay? So North Carolina will be a sub-region once this all is in place. And this is where North Carolina is landing as far as all those sustainable development goals. So now you'll see the sustainable development goals are outside the blue circle. Then you'll see that dark line. Well, the closer that um, dot is for North Carolina to that black line, the closer to total alignment that this, the subregion will be in this case. And if you'll notice, the arrow that I have pointed to is sustainable cities, and supposedly uh, not only North Carolina, but the entire United States is almost at total completion for having alignment to that goal in the sustainable development goals. Okay. All right. And there is a, there's a page, we were dealing with this earlier. There's a page um, that shows people how they can find out how this is going on in their particular state or their particular city, right? Right. And if you want to show that real quick, and then I want to show the other image that we have. Okay, that's the particular website and how you would work this. And if you'll notice, this is OECD. That is short for the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Now, Tim, they were the ones who got in bed with the United Nations, but... They're also the ones who coined the phrase human capital. Okay. And we've talked about how that is applied to education and jobs as well. So you're not thought of as a person, you're thought of as a commodity. 
and um, we've talked about how that is turning into the blockchains and the bitcoins. And Allison McDowell has done a superior job on illustrating that for folks to to wake up and see that all this education and workforce alignment is doing exactly that. It's going to create a digital serfdom for you. Yeah, and I'm just showing people they can go here. You can find out what's going on in your state uh, with with this kind of stuff. Just type in the the state that you're in or the city. If, if you if you want to scroll over each of the the little pieces of the circle so that people can see that once they yeah you'll see different colors you'll see different information pop up so it's it's fairly user friendly now um and we'll have that in the resources for everybody but here's what I want folks to really hone in on is that next screenshot that I sent you okay okay. Um, if you'll go, no, yeah, the next one. Okay. That compares every state and the gold dot is your average alignment. Okay. The reason you see all these circles stacked up against each other, those are the states and they're in competition against each other to reach each one of these goals. So this is why these grants that we're talking about for sustainability or regionalism or STEM or any of this stuff make such a big deal because you have states that will certainly come out winners. But again, what have they won uh, over other states? Well, the thing that I see with this, because you're immediately starting with an unconstitutional, unlawful type of infiltration into education is that when you put a goal out like this, these states are going to, how shall we say, cut corners, lie about their uh, uh, what, they're, what they're actually producing and all this other in order to obtain these goals, which at the end of the day, what, what is it? It's a payday for them, right? They get money for doing this. Yeah, and this is why we're seeing some of the states fudge their graduation rates or why they're, you know, so tied up in knots over, okay, what is my whole school grade? Again, these all go back to the Every Student Succeeds Act. These were the changes in the funding formulas uh, for the states to be beholden to the federal government, and we're seeing it now really come back, and it's going to be more of a noose. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you can't help people who will not stand up, who will follow a political idol, who will not stand up and demand that those people that are representing them uphold the law. They will follow it. They will they will justify it. In fact, many of them don't know. I mean, somebody made mention of the passage in Hosea. Uh, the people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And that lack of knowledge of what? Of God's law. That's what God was talking about. The people in this country don't know God's law, and they don't want to know God's law. They've been they've been indoctrinated in the churches to reject the law of God. That's Old Testament. We don't want to hear about that. The New Testament is different, even though the same God who gave the old law in the Old Testament reiterated it in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus the Christ. Uh, he reiterated the law. They don't they don't know their constitution either, and it's amazing. I ask for people article, section, and clause as to rebuff me when I point out these things or when you point out these things and the people just don't want to hear it. They don't want to know what the law says. They just want to know what their political idol or idol party or whatever the case may be says and they want to get behind that rather than ensure their liberties by standing against everyone, no matter the party affiliation that comes against their liberties and who are violating the law. I, I, 
The only way you can do that is to break through with the truth, and uh, we need God to change our hearts in the process of doing that. So uh, we continue to speak out. You continue to put out the things in like this in the process of hoping that God is going to open the eyes to what's going on. Exactly. And if you want to slip over to that next image, this is the one where supranation or supranationalism was defined. Okay. All right. And I've just made a screenshot for folks to see because, you know, I've not heard the term before. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So this is one of the things that popped up in my research. And if you'll notice, the EU, European Union, United Nations, the World Trade Organization, those are the types of supranationalistic groups. We can also put in the World Bank. We can put in the International Monetary Fund. We can put in, come on and join in with me, Tim. What other groups can we throw in there? Well, no, and and, and, and a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> the International Monetary Fund People don't understand. No, that that's a different thing. I was thinking the World Economic, uh, whatever that thing is, uh, that our president's a part of. World Economic Forum. Forum. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll get it together. <laughs> yeah. World Economic Forum. I mean, he's a part of that. All of that's tied together. There, There is not this separate thing. They, they have different names, but they're all bound together for a common agenda. And again, folks, if you've got a president or a congressman or a senator who is supporting this— I don't know how you get around the fact that they are supporting things that are unconstitutional. They're they're destructive to the foundations of our country. I, I just don't know how to get a, get around that, Lynn. Well, unfortunately, we're not going to have to get a. We can't get around it, Tim. We're going to have to go through it right along with everybody else. The only problem is is that instead of coming alongside us so that we can be stronger. We're kind of out there on our own, and that sometimes gets a little weary, but, you know, we have to keep moving on because God tells us, you know, you got to keep pressing on, and, you know, not everybody's going to come willingly. So um, all I can say is uh, we're just going to keep pressing on. The last thing that I have for everyone to see, and this is kind of a stark reminder, and as I put in my article uh, surrounding this last image, if you'll go ahead and show that one, Tim, it's the one with the 67%. Or two out of three on it. Actually, it's sixty-nine percent. Yeah. Okay. The American Geophysical Union has put this out, and this is their thing about STEM driving America's economy. And this is what I closed the article with: was the fact that if ever there was proof that that PCAST report, which has been updated uh, since the twenty ten one, and our current president is supporting that as well. Um, we're going to see that, yeah, it's come true. It is supposedly now the single biggest factor driving our economy. And there it is. Two out of every three jobs, Tim. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, and but but see, this is this is sort of what I'm getting at. The people have been inundated, and I, I really want – I talk with Victor Portier. We used to have him on on Tuesdays for those who don't know Victor. I talked with him the other day, and we are going to try to get uh, that you know economy show going. It will probably be about two shows that we do or a long two-hour show or something like that to demonstrate to the American people that the Trump economy really wasn't all that great. I mean 
yeah, some people got some jobs, but the fact of the matter is everybody forgot how the Obama administration was messing with those numbers. Um, and they forgot what was actually taking place. And they just bought whatever Trump was saying because he had called out fake news, which he rightfully did. He rightfully did call out some fake news. But now anything that contradicts him at all, that show, even if you have documentation that shows he's lying through his teeth, it's fake news because Donald Trump said so. It doesn't matter what the documentation says. It's because he said so. And so he's got people in that mindset. And again, I agreed with him over calling fake news. But when you have documentation, uh, you know, and you want to say, no, 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 that's just not true. Uh, well, I'm sorry, that's documented and it doesn't come from you. We have this building up here of what you're talking about here, this workforce education. And I really think we need to call it for what it is, a communist workforce education. If we call it for what it is, because this isn't about people learning and being educated. Uh, Part of education is you learn some basics and then you teach the children how to learn, not to regurgitate facts, but how to learn on their own so that they can grow in that, so that they can do whatever they do for the glory of God. And we've lost that land. Now it is a thing of you will learn what we say you will learn, and you will recite it, or you won't get an A or a B or a C or a D. You'll get an F. And uh, you, you're you not going to – or actually, in this case, we'll pass you anyway, but uh, don't count on us for backing you for anything. <laughs> your, your algorithm will show uh, that you, you know, were not very compliant. And, of course, that goes into the uh, social credit system and all the other things that we know are coming at us hard and fast. Yeah, they are. They really are. Um, are there other things that we can point to in this? Um, you had another image. Well, no, we did that. That was a supernatural. Uh, supernationalism. I don't know why I want to say supernatural. <laughs> Super, supra yeah. nationalism. <laughs> I know, it's a tongue twister. No, that yep. was everything that I had for today. Um, if folks want to go see the article, it's commoncordiva.com, and you want to look for the article called Blurred Lines. Um, I'm actually working on a really, really big article that's going to be uh, hopefully out next week. Um, but, yeah, that's what I have because we know that this is just really wicked, nasty stuff. And um, you'll be able to have all the resources. And, uh, oh, yeah, don't you love my Star Trek meme? Oh, it's great. It's, it takes me back <laughs> to when I was a kid in the 70s. Yeah, but it's got all the things um, that we've talked about today. And I know, Tim, you'll be really good about getting all the links out for the viewers who want to do their own homework. Um, And we just have to hope and pray that uh, this reaches far and wide. And um, if we've got just a couple of seconds, I wanted to give a special invitation to those who have uh, recently subscribed on YouTube for my channel. Um, As you know, Breaking News Journal has... uh, given me a tv channel and we have a special opportunity tim if folks want to get in on this at the ground level uh, to help promote my tv channel so that other people can be more informed uh, we are being challenged um, as contributors to this particular breaking news journal which is supposed to be clean tv and have all kinds of informative programming that you will not get on um, mainstream Uh, cable or satellite or whatever, but we're being challenged to raise $200 to help promote our channels. So if anybody wants to help me get this off the ground, I would certainly appreciate your 
support. And when you go to commoncordeva.com, if you will look over on the upper right-hand side, you'll see a little donate button. And um, that support is greatly appreciated because this is a labor of love. And so in order to help other people get more informed, this would be something that would be very special if we could pull this off. Yeah, if people want to go to commoncordeva.com, you can do that. You can also uh, donate there. And, you know, there is, um, <clears throat> I'm wanting to bring up something here uh, sure. because I, I think people need to to see this for what it is. But I made mention of it the other day, and this was one that uh, that Bradley brought out um, okay. here recently. And this is tied with the with the education uh, agenda. And again, folks, this is this is the current. This isn't Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka, the usurper. This is the current administration that you think is America first. Donald Trump's U.S. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos just signed on to a radical global. UN agenda. I, I mean, you really can't make this. That one. Do what? I think you write that one. Yeah, no, this one is Bradley. Bradley put this one oh, out. No, but when? When did he write it? Uh, on May in May okay. of this right. year. But I, but my point is is that <clears throat> we've talked about Betsy DeVos. We've talked about she has. I don't even know why she's an ex- education secretary. She has no experience in any of that stuff. That's one thing. Bought her office. Yeah, that's. I think that's exactly what it is. I think. I think we even talked about that before. But, yeah, we have. We've talked about this global agenda. I mean, you know, that's that's why I was curious when he wrote that because um, this has been in place for quite a while. So. Yeah, and Bradley often will put in things he's already discussed in a video format, and he sticks these in. He points back to his articles before about how we've been lied to, about how we've been deceived about things. We're told certain things when the opposite is actually true. So that's why you get a lot of this stuff. But uh, here he comes down and he says, President Trump vowed in a video message to the March for Life on Friday to veto any legislation that weakens the protection of human life. If they send any legislation to my desk that weakens the protection of human life, I will issue a veto, and we have the support to uphold those vetoes, Trump said in a message displayed to a crowd gathered for the annual anti-abortion march in Washington. Every child is a sacred gift from God. Well, that's nice words, Mr. President, but when you're signing those spending bills, you're funding Planned Parenthood, which does 40% of the baby murders in this country, okay, to the tune of... uh, that we've done over the years of 18, the population of 18 states in our union. So your words are cheap when it comes to you signing legislation that actually funds the murder of the unborn. Uh, This is what we're talking about. Then vice president comes, president Donald Trump is the most pro-life president in American history. That is just nonsense. There were lots of presidents who presided uh, over the federal government uh, or the executive branch of the federal government. They didn't preside over the federal, over the executive branch of the federal government who never funded one dollar towards the murder of the unborn. So Vice President Pence is just lying through his teeth, just like Donald Trump is doing. Um, well, Tim, let me interject something yeah, go about ahead. Pence. He is, he is such a puppet. It is not even funny. And if people really want to, you know, fuss at me for saying that, again, I base it off the research. You go talk to any anti-federal 
education warrior or anti-common core warrior in the state of Indiana. And they will tell you that he lied through his teeth to everyone when he said he was getting rid of common core and then turned around and rebranded it for the career tech education, which is part of the communist workforce. So you cannot convince me that this man is any way, shape, form, or fashion, not part of this uh, Common Core machine. He's just as globalistic as the rest of them. Yes, that that is part of the issue. Um, I was trying to get down here to where... Sorry, uh, I just wanted to interject that. No, that's, so to- that's totally fine. That's totally fine. I, I just want to let people know, <clears throat> again, this is from Bradley's article. And I don't see Trump changing anything. International Baccalaureate, uh, an illegal indoctrination scheme through a violation of Article 10, and I would say Article 9 as well, of the Bill of Rights, which indoctrinates with such curriculum <coughs> excuse me, as earth worship, and we've talked about that along with Satanism, the Gaia worship, evolution, socialized medicine, which Donald Trump supports, by the way. You can say he doesn't, but I've got him on M- MSNBC in the video where he supports universal health care, folks. That's why Obamacare hasn't gone away. They give you the talk. You say, well, he's tried, he's tried Congress. No, they're in it together. You've got to understand that. They're playing WWE with you. This is what I'm talking about. World government, animal rights, animals seen as brothers and sisters, redistribution of American wealth to other nations. We're still doing that, folks. We're still sending money all over the world to other countries that's, I don't see it authorized in the Constitution. Um, Contraception and reproductive health, legal abortions. Again, the Trump administration is funding those through Planned Parenthood. They are. Debt forgiveness to third world nations. Adoption of the homosexual rights agenda. I mean, who has pushed decriminalization throughout the world more than the Trump administration? They did it because of Richard Grinnell, former ambassador to Germany and former uh, head of national intelligence. Elimination of the right to bear arms. Who has pushed red flag laws more than the Trump administration? And has come out and basically said, forget your due process. We're going to take your property in violation of the Fifth Amendment. And, you know, other amendments, depending on how we're going about it. Elimination of the right to bear arms. Setting aside massive amounts of private land where no human presence is allowed. Donald Trump hasn't taken back any of the illegal federal land grabs that have been given under Obama, uh, all the way back to Teddy Roosevelt. He hasn't taken any of that land back and said, hey, the Constitution says the federal government has 10 square miles, blah, 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 blah. And if we get land, the only way we get it is through the state legislature. And that's according to the Constitution. You want to talk about the Louisiana Purchase? You show me where that was in the Constitution. If you bought, if the federal government bought it, it should have been immediately turned over to the states. Or as soon as states were settled, it should have been all immediately turned over. Because some of that wasn't settled as states. But I don't see where we gave them any authority for any of that land. And this comes back to the same thing that we say over and over and over again. And that is, if it's not in the Constitution... We shouldn't be doing it. Guys, let me speak for Lynn right quick. Uh, if you want to support her, go to sun, or go to CommonCoreDiva.com. If you want to support us, go to SonsLibertyMedia.com. There's a donate and become a son or daughter of liberty. 23 hours. See ya. <laughs>